0: We will have a presentation by Karita Linden-Latti and Lotta Chappell. They both work at the Quality and Patient Safety Unit Helsinki University Hospital and they also work at the University of Helsinki in Finland. And they will now present some findings describing the changes in reported medication errors during and after implementing an EPIC-based electronic health record system called Apote. Welcome Karita and Lotta. Hello, I'm Lotta.
1: I'm Kareta Linteella. We are going to tell you some experiences with the electronic medication management system that we have implemented in, in our hospital. Uh, The topics in in our presentation is of course some background about the electronic health record system with electronic medication management system uh, that we have implemented in in Helsinki University Hospital. And we are going to tell about the changes that we have, that we are required to do in our medication process and workflows uh, while we, we had the implementation. And and after me, Lotta will uh, tell you about the effect that this implementation has had on the reported medication errors in our hospital. And then we share some discussion with you that uh, how we see that is what is the value of the new medication management system to medication safety. And it is now a few years after um, the implementations in our hospital, and, and we will discuss if we have any challenges left after that. And of course, is there something that we would have done differently if we would now, uh, if we would start the implementation now again? and uh we have publicated a, a scientific paper uh, about this topic that we are going to talk today uh please see it also it it's published in mdpi healthcare it is open access paper so so that is a more precise uh description what we have done and and now we have the main results in in our uh, presentation today but but please see this paper also. Uh, First, about a bit setting where where we are coming. Of course, we are coming from Helsinki, and that is the uh, city in in the south part of Finland, if you have ever visited there. And Helsinki University Hospital uh, provides secondary and tertiary care for a population of 1.6 1.6 million uh, inhabitants in the capital area of Finland and uh, Helsinki University Hospital is not a hospital, it is 23 hospitals in that capital area. And last year we had about 700 patients treated and in our hospitals there are about 3,000 hospital beds so you see that we are quite a large hospital Hospital also in European uh, setting, and our hospital pharmacy is also quite la- quite large. We have uh, about 400 pharmacists working in our hospital pharmacy, of course, in our hospitals in in this uh, capital area. Uh, I'm going to tell you about electronic medication management system EMS, and and first a bit about it. It it's in brief, it is a closed, it is a closed-loop system that encompasses prescribing, administration, pharmacy verification, smart infusion pumps, automated dispensing cabinets, barcode medication administration, and anything that has electronic medicine datasets or encompasses encompasses with medication management process. And according to previous studies, it really is the potential technology to prevent medication errors and enhance the quality of the medication process and that is why we have also uh, wanted to have it in, in our hospital you can see it see here the process uh, closed loop medication management system process in, in one picture. Uh, this is a cycle or, or, or loop, if, if you call it like that, which starts uh, when the physicians makes the informed care decision and optimally he or she has all these clinical decision support tools that uh, electronic health record system provides. So, so they will make the uh, right decision about the medication. And after the uh, informed care decision, uh, the physician will uh, do uh, the order in the electronic health record system, in closed-loop medication and management system, the order is the basis for the whole of the rest of the process. So it really is important that it is done in the right way, and all the es- essential things that has to be taken considerate before, for example, interactions, uh, kidney failures, or anything like that, uh, allergic reactions. Uh, it is very important that all of those are taking account. Before the medicine is going to give in to the patient. And that is why in closed loop medication management system there usually is um, a, a phase. Uh, order review uh, or order verification. This means kind of double-checking the order before the patient gets it, and, and also in whose in we now have it that the, uh, in in pharmacist in in some of the units they will have the orders that include some high-risk medicines, and the pharmacist is double-checking that that order before, uh, hopefully before the the patient gets it. In closed-loop medication management system, also the safe storage of medication is very important. And, and using technology perspective to assist it, uh, usually it's electronic dispensing cabinets or trolleys or something like that, that are integrated to the health report system, so you are able uh, to take only those medicines that are ordered to the patient. Uh, barcode medication uh, administration is, is very uh, important part of this closed load system. We use barcodes when we dispense and prepare the medic medication so we can make sure that we are really dispensing and preparing the medicine that the physician had ordered. And the barcode says that yes, this is the this is the right, right right medicine that you are dispensing. At the moment in Finland we don't have unit doses. We are only able uh, to to make sure that we have the right medicine, but we don't not, are not able at the moment to uh, count the tablets that we have uh, dispensed. Uh, the administration part of the, uh, the process is also important, and in, in that phase also the barcodes are used uh, to, that we recognize that we have the right patient, and in a bedside, of course, we also recognize that, that we still have the right medicine that we are going to give to him or her. Medication administration should be recorded electronically at a timely basis in in, uh, the bedside of the patient and also medical devices should be integrated to the electronic health report system so that uh, the, the information from those goes straight to the system how much medication the patient has given. And last but not the least one is also the patient monitoring and documentation we need to know and document uh, how the medication has affected to the patient, because. Uh- When the closed loop goes to the next uh, next phase, when the physician uh, again starts to think what is the right medication and dose for the patient, he he or she really has to know what has been given to the patient when and what has been the effect. So this is a closed loop where we are using every technical advice that is possible to save it as much safe as the process can be. Okay, and now to the electronic health record system that we have in HUS. Uh, uh, Already many years ago, HUS HUS found out that we really need a new electronic health record system, and and the Epic-based ABOTTI was chosen. I'm now going to tell about ABOTTI, it's Epic-based. Before ABOTTI, uh, HUS had multiple electronic health record systems in a hospital, uh, and and usually that meant especially when considering medication that we had uh, we had to uh, transfer manually medication information from one record system to another one and now after about we have only one system in the entire hospital so not not anymore multiple uh, systems so that is that is no not no manual work anymore And why who chose apopti is one reason was that it enables a closed loop electronic medication management system that I described in my last slide, so that is one reason why we wanted it, because we want to have this, this management system in our hospital. Uh, Apotti was implemented in host in four phases. We started with one hospital in November 2018, and then we had two big go-lives in, in two, uh, 2020. Uh, we have the last uh, go-live in April 2021, but it was not related on medication management, so all the problems uh, Came visible in in those first three uh, impl- goal lives that we we have in 2018 and 2020. So it's it's now about uh, two years we, that we have uh, about la- of the last last big goal life that was related on medication management. So we take use a uh, whole new uh, electronic. Record system, but it not. It was not only big change that we have. It was also a big change for the medication process and the workflows of our professionals. It changed really much in our hospital. For example, in medication reconciliation, uh, before about apothe- it, it was hospital policy you can do it if you want, uh, and it was documented in, in free text, and pharmacists were not widely involved in the process. But after ABOTI, it's quite a mandatory. You have to have the home medication list before you can do in ABOTI inpatient medication list, and the home medication list uh, is based on Uh, electronic prescriptions, Apotti is integrated to the Finnish Kanta system, which holds those electronic prescriptions. Lotta can tell that there are some challenges with that, but it was a new way to have some kind of basis for the whole medication list. In Apotti, there is also an application for the patients, so the patient can see their, their medication list electronically in, in a home. Uh, the patient application is called MISA, and, and of course we can use the MISA also when, when the patient comes to the hospital and, and see, see, see the medication list with him or her. And uh, medication reconstellation is very Resource-consuming and and it really needs uh, a knowledge and competence and and we see it now and and that is why pharmacists are very much involved in the medication reconciliation in many units at the moment. Prescribing also changed a lot now. Prescribe uh, prescribing and ordering is made in a structured form and with generic names. The, uh, we have more sophisticated clinical decision support system. For example, we can use electronic best practice best practice advice. And before Apotti, it was primarily nurses uh, who transcribed the orders. Uh, the physicians make free text order and then the nurses transcribe it as an order in medication list. But now after Apathy, it is really a primarily a physician who documents the order directly to the patient's medication list. And that is really good because uh, when doing the order, they have all these clinical decision support system warnings that they should take account when they are choosing the medicine and the dose. And, and now we also with the ABOTE, we are able to do electronically uh, pharmacist verification and like I said, uh, in whose uh, the high risk medicine uh, orders go to the pharmacist to have verificated. In dispensing and preparing uh, now the automated dispensing cabinets that we have, they are integrated to ABOTTI that enables us the dispensing of medicines according to electronic orders. We have changed also the dispensing process so that the dispensing and preparing of the medication is timely basis, maximum two hours before administration. And now we can use the PAR codes scanning that we have the right medicine dispensed or prepared. Uh, the PAR code is at, uh, also the way how we double-check that we have the right medicine dispensed or prepared. A manual double-check process is used only when the barcode code is not available. Before we had about the, the manual double-checking was the main process that we used. And as you know, it, it is very time consu- research and time-consuming. Uh, and, and in a situation that we are lacking nurses, we really have to have some kind of things that we can make... Uh, easier and, and without the people by using, for example, park codes. It's also safer for the medication safety. In medication administration part, there was also big changes we can use barcodes also in that part of the process, assuring that we have the right patient and the right medicine, and medication administration is recorded on a timely manner at the bedside. So we have it's going to hand computers for the nurses, so they are doing it in a bedside, and all medicines at the moment are recorded. So now, I told you that we have this new system uh, for this electronic health record system that includes this uh, possible for the electronic medication management. And we have made some process changes and now Lotta will tell you how it has affected on the reported medication errors in our hospital.
0: Thank you, Karita. So, we, we knew before from the earlier studies that um, some hospitals have reported implementing EPIC and they had reported some new challenges, but also findings of safer processes and improved documentation have been published. And there is a need to understand how EHR-based on closed-loop medication management system affect medication errors, and which errors might be the new, new medication safety concerns. And we made this study to describe the changes in our medication error reporting during and after implementing this apothe system. So we do, uh, we used our medication error reporting data from January 2018 to May 2021, six months after the last go-live which concerned medication management and for electronic uh, medication error reporting we use Hypro system which is in use in more than 60% of hospitals in Finland and we have used it since 2007 so it's very Familiar to our staff, and um, we also took um, we took the like uh, also the severe medicated errors and analyzed them separately with qualitative inductive content analysis and uh, divided these into three categories like technical failures and flaws in about proper use or users' knowledge and skills and both of these because these were not the like used categories, but we needed from this perspective the information, so we made new categories for this study. And during this study period, uh, 30% of all reported patient safety incidents were related to medication errors, which is kind of the similar as earlier years. And patient incident reporting activity in whose increase it annually during the past few years but in 2020 it decreased for the first time and we are speculating that the pandemic situation have had the impact on this reporting activity. Not much but but we can see the change and the medication errors were the most reported error type in all four years and, and we saw that different implementation phases momentarily increased the number of reported medication errors But then soon it decreased back to earlier level. And we saw that administration and dispensing errors decreased, but medication reconciliation, ordering and prescribing errors increased. We also checked the ranking of top 10 medication or top 20 medications related to medication errors and those top 10 remained relatively stable. Next one, as, as here you can see the trends in all reported medication errors and uh, the red line is the errors which reach patient and the blue line is all medication errors and orange uh, lines you can see the implementation phases and you can see the peaks in the in the medication error reports but then they are decreasing back to earlier levels. We have separated the different medication error types. And the orange line here is administration errors. And you can see uh, some peaks also in it, but then it's coming the lower level than before the first implementation. Red line is uh, prescribing errors. And as you can see, it's very much like increasing. And I will come back to that soon, later in this presentation. We also have to change a bit our medication error reporting Categories because we didn't have earlier an own category to medication reconciliation. So, the uh, purple line in the end is the new category. And also, through this change, we could uh, make these errors more visible than earlier. We also made a change uh, in the beginning of 2020 that we like embedded the documenting errors to prescribing errors. So, it also might have. Made some some effect and made these prescribing errors more visible. This one is about top medication. As you can see, the top top five is kind of the similar through all these years. There are some interesting changes. For example, levocyroxine, and and it hasn't been in the top ten earlier, but now it's like going higher and higher. And the reason for that is that um, it's ordered different dose for different weekdays, for example, x milligrams for Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays and Sundays and other dose for Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. And physicians must link these two orders together in our our new system. Earlier it was easier to make in one order and this is, it's not very like severe error type, but it's it's tricky for them to link these orders. And this this autumn we took uh, got a new panel for that, for physicians, and those linkings were made ready for them. So now we are hopefully seeing that vivos hyroxine errors will go back to lower level. And we have uh, 96 severe medication errors. It was like 43% of all severe medication errors. So it it was like very, big number, but our professional were very aware of reporting severe cases, even if they didn't reach patient. we took them in the root cause analysis, if it could have uh, had severe outcomes to the patient. And usually those were linked to several medications, for example, problems in the entire medication list or medication reconciliation, including ordering, prescribing at admission, transitions at, at discharge. And most of the errors were related to use and user skills, and the rest were technical failures, and both of these. So what's the value of the new electronic medication management to medication safety? So we were able to take the first features of EMMS in use, and now we have better documentation of each step of medication management process. And medication reconciliation is a mandatory step, and pharmacists are widely involved. Uh, Apopti system seems to provide a safer dispensing and administration of medication because we use barcode scannings and our automated dispensing cabinets are integrated to HR system. This this might make ordering and prescribing errors more visible than earlier. I think they have been underreported earlier and we have more sophisticated CDSS. We have order verification, which is totally new task for clinical pharmacists in Finland. And I think we are only hospital in Finland using that. And also patient can read their charts and report their allergies and home medications with MISA app. So what kind of challenges we have left? The connection to Kanta which holds our e-prescriptions is not working optimal because the data we get there is not in structured form. So we must do a lot of manual work at the medication reconciliation process. Hopefully in a few years we get structured uh, prescription data and there will be only like updated medication list, not all the prescriptions that the patient had, even if they don't use them or if they are old ones. So it's not optimal yet for this process. And it's very time com- consuming. We find that this structured ordering and prescribing is still challenging for our physicians, especially those orders which need linking, as I told you about levothyroxine. And also following the formulary, it's it's a bit hard. And Apotti doesn't have very good, uh, uh, like good features for that. And it's very important that important, especially when you are using ADCs, automatic dispensing cabinets, because there, there will be only formulary drugs. And if if physician use some other drug, it's always tricky for the process. The order must be changed to the formulary order and take some time. We also see alert fatigue related to CDSS. So it still needs optimizing and continuous management process and we will like concentrate next year to optimize this. And our barcode scanning rates are not at goal level in every unit, so still needs to work on that and not in use in every setting. For example, ORs or ambulatory clinics, they are not widely used in those yet. So hopefully we can get those in the scanning process in some years. So what we would have done differently uh, I think we should have done more usability testing before implementation. It's, it's quite common in the IT business that they use this minimum viable product strategy. And it's, it has many disadvantages, especially regarding patient and medication safety. It means that they, they bring a product that is it's, it's barely usable and then they develop it while people are using it. And I think it's not a like very good strategy for healthcare, especially in this tertiary care, where it's so so tricky patients and so tricky medications. We we should have allocated more resources, especially pharmacies to the medication reconciliation process for the first implementation, but thankfully we made this implementation in phases. So we were able to correct these to the next go-lives. Uh, physicians would have needed more mandatory training about ordering process. Apotti suggested that, but it was left for the leaders in the units to choose how much they want to train physicians. And I think they didn't have enough training for ordering process. And we could have started also pharmacist order verification earlier with proper resources if we could have new, if we were Able to know before that this ordering would be so hard and tricky part. Okay, Lotta, time has flown by. Uh, Lotta and Karita, thank you so, so much for for taking your time and for uh,
1: sharing your experiences from Finland. Um, Karita, uh, would you try and sum up? Just in a couple of sentences, uh, of short sentences. What's uh, what's the best and what's the, been the most challenging with implementing uh, a potty in Finland? I think that the best thing has been that now we we really are able to do the closed-loop medication management system. We have tools for that. But the biggest challenge has been that we didn't understand as much that it is not only taking the system in use. It is uh, much more about the processes and the workflows. And we should have done done more work for those before we implemented the abort Thank you so much. That's well, well said and well summarized.